All right, good to see you tonight. What's happening? Last week was so good, I'm hoping it's like, if not as good, better. Come on. Come on, it was really, really good last week. And if you missed it, you can't even get it online. Half of it got lost on, well, as far as, no, Facebook, we got it. You can look at it on Facebook. But the recording, so we need to, no, I want to pray tonight. I want to pray tonight because this is not something that's just been happening here. But usually when I blurt out some type of prophetic message and, and there's a lot of heat on it and a lot of juice on it, we lose it on the, on the back recording. And I don't know if it's because I'm shouting and I'm excited and it goes above a certain level. I don't think it should do that, do you? So something with the electronics and the airways that the enemy wants to shut things down and shut it up, right? And so I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to break that over the church so we have all, all kinds of AV issues will just go away. Come on, right? I believe it. So, Father, we're going to pray for that right now, that you heal whatever's going on in the, in the sound system, that every recording, every word would not fall to the ground, but it would go into the airways, and we could save it and chronicle everything, Father. And we, we watch the move of God as it comes, and we prepare for what you're going to do. And so we just declare that no problems would happen tonight, and we declare it from now on forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, now that I got your attention. <laughs> it's interesting. The word that the, the song that Becca was releasing about going higher and not staying down in the valley is a confirmation to what I was going to bring tonight. So that's good. Some would say that's good. It is. It's really good. And so I just want to believe God that he'll, he'll do whatever he needs to do tonight. I don't think I even need this. You forgot yours. Okay. There you go. Everyone lives on their phone and everyone lives on their iPads now. So I just want to talk to you tonight about being strengthened for the stretch. God wants to stretch us. How many know that? How many know that God is just in the business of just making us real uncomfortable? He wants to stretch us out and pull us and tweak us and do stuff to us that just plain old makes us squirm, right? My flesh doesn't like when God wants to stretch me. My flesh hates it when God wants to stretch me. And so here's the thing, if, if we want to go to a higher place and we want increase in our lives and we want to go into, you know, heavenly places that we haven't been, we got to allow God to stretch us to the capacity where, again, what I just read to you, that we don't lean on our own understanding, that in all our ways we just acknowledge what he's doing, but we allow him to stretch us out of our comfort zone. And I said this before, if we're in the kingdom and we're living our life in the fullness of what God calls us to, it's going to stretch us and make us uncomfortable, but he wants to pull us to a higher place. You know that, right? He wants to move us from, as we sung tonight, from glory to glory. He wants to move us to a higher place. And so God's going to give you strength tonight for the stretch, Sometimes we just, you know, I don't know about you, but for, in order for my muscles to stretch, which I haven't been to the gym in a long time, but anyway, but in order to loosen up and to be able to be agile and be able to move my body in ways it hasn't moved, come on, I'm only getting younger because I'm stretching. Keep telling yourself that, Miles. God wants to stretch us. He wants to make us pliable. He wants to make us movable, right? He wants us to be movable. He wants us to be stretchable so that when God does bring tension, when he does bring heat, when he does bring a weight, see, we can't carry the glory if we don't have strength. And I'm not talking physical strength. I'm talking God giving us a physical sp strength within us that we can carry what he wants to give to us. Don't you want to believe that God wants to release something greater on your life in this year, that you'll be able to have the capacity to take that and go to a whole nother level? 
He does. So start, we'll just start in Isaiah 50, uh, 54. I know I'm kind of stuck there, but that's okay. And I'm just going to read verse 2 to just start us out. But it says this, enlarge the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. And do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. And that's just where I'm going to start. But we got a whole lot of, whole lot of scripture to jump through. And, and God's going to link this all together. It's going to be beautiful. You're going to, get ama- you're going to really receive some revelation and some stuff tonight that God, you can take home and you can walk it out, right? You can start here, but you're going to walk it out. So... God's calling us to enlarge, and that speaks of breaking every limitation, doesn't it? And I I believe, right, we talked last week about God coming and stamping, stamping his image on us. God totally transforming us, and we look like, right, and he stamps what he looks like onto us. And this whole thing about the Lord coming and just laying in the land, it was, like a, it was like a beautiful baptism of Jesus that he, the vision that I saw when he just laid himself out and he was baptized in the land, right in the region. It was just so ripe, and it is. It's ripe for awakening. It's ripe for revival. It's ripe. It's ready. Someone say the land's ready for revival. I mean, maybe the people aren't, but the land's ready. Come on, there's been seed sown into the land, and God wants to make us ready. He wants to make ready his bride. He really wants to make ready his bride so that we can walk in the fullness of what he's called us to. So to enlarge speaks of breaking every, every limitation, and then we have exponential growth, right? That we break out of any kind of little, come on, we're going to walk in a little bit. We're going to get a little stronger. We're going to get a little bit. But God wants to accelerate that. I used an illustration at home group, you know, this week, and, and the Holy Spirit was just speaking to me about this, you know. When I received this revelation in 2008 or 10, the angel showed me something on the side and said, this was all the knowledge of the earth. This is all the knowledge. And it was teeming with light and glory, right? An angel showed it to me. And I said, wow, that's not much. This is all the knowledge. And then he spoke to me, I want to show you all the knowledge that's in heaven. I want, I want, you want to be plugged into it? And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, God. I don't know. And then he lifted his cloak and all his whole body was teeming with glory and presence. And it was like electric light. Come on. It was like light and movement and color all through his whole body. But he was plugged directly into heaven. And it was a revelatory angel. Right? And he released glory into my life and understanding. So I would understand things that I didn't understand before. That's a good thing. Everyone wants that, right? So I was just thinking about this. This was, this was what the, the Lord was showing me this week, and I didn't know this, but this, this thing could have launched the first spacecraft. I was like, really? That's just a trip right there. It totally is. That this cell phone, the power that's in this cell phone, the power that we have on our hips now was in NASA, and they were saying, yes, Houston, we're launching. <laughs> like, is that nuts to you? So what is that? That's exponential. That's, a, that's all of a sudden all the power that it took to, to launch a rocket with communications, technology, and all the stuff. But if you look at those things, they are like really crude, that first rocket that they sent up, right? But the whole thing is this, that God wants to bring to us another level of understanding, another level of grabbing hold of what God wants to release to you. He wants to exponentially release to you greater things in your life right now, right in this season. As you turn the corner, right, to 2018, we're already in. We're halfway through the month. Can you believe it? We're going to be talking about next year tomorrow. I mean, it's brutal. And the whole thing is this. Daniel spoke of it, right? The knowledge of the glory was to increase in the last days. And knowledge, it said physical knowledge in the earth would, it would just go fast. It's crazy stuff. Right? So I just want to believe that God's going to release something greater to us tonight and greater to us in this next season that we can believe him that he's going to what? 
enlarge, break the limitations. He's going to move everything, and he's going to exponentially increase the things that we've been asking him for. That means it's compounded. You know what compounded interest is? It's crazy. It's crazy stuff. So if I have $200 and I get 200% on it, if I receive something from the Lord and he adds to it 200 times, I'm going to show you in Scripture, it's going to be nuts. But this is what the Lord wants to do for his people. That he wants to give us something way beyond we can ever imagine. And it's not just the 20, you know, 20, it's not just the 30, 60, 100 fold. Y'all right? I got to check on you. Stretching is about expansion. And I'm going to ask you, what does expansion look like in your life? What does it look like for you? Because probably every person in this, this room, God wants to increase something on your life. He wants to expand you in such a way. But God's saying, what does that look like for you? Right? We have to acknowledge what that looks like. What are you asking him for? Because really, the Lord wants you to ask him for something. He said, I, I don't have it because I don't ask for it. You hear me? If you don't ask the Lord for stuff, I can, yes, yeah, some of it sovereignly will just show up. Come on, he's good. I was talking about free stuff last week. God loves grace. It's free. He, salvation's free. The gifts are free. But he says, seek, come on. Seek diligently that we'd grab the gifts, that we'd, come on, we go after it. And so I'm not just talking about spiritual gifts, but God wants to release something on our lives, and he wants you to ask him for it. Why? Because he's a good dad. He wants to give it to you. But I can't give stuff to my son if I don't know what he's asking for. Right? I can't give things to my wife if she doesn't ask me for certain things, although I know her heart, and I know what she wants, and I know what pleases her. Same thing with my kids. When they ask for stuff, okay, if I can, come on, if I can pull it off, I'll do it. So he's talking about expansion, and God wants us to expand our vision, and he wants to expand our expectation. I can go all the way, I can reel myself all the way back into the Philippines and understand this, that there was a, a movement of miracles, right? There was a movement of the Holy Spirit. There was a movement that I saw because of expectation and desperation. Come on, there's no, there is a health care system, but it's broken down. So if they need a healing, if they need to get set free from cancers, then they would just believe in that deaf people would just get healed just like that, one, two, three, four, five. Easy. Come on, miracles become easy because people have expectation and desperation. And so I'm just, are you hearing me? Come on, you you almost like, what's that, what's that thing that's like a statue, man? Mount Rushmore. Come on. Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. So just expect, right? So I just believe this. Ready? 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1. Talking about growing into a greater place. You guys know this verse. It's the son of the, it says, And the son of the prophet said to Elijah, See now the place where we dwell. It's too small for us. So please let us go to the Jordan. Let every man take a beam there. And let us, let us make there a place that you, we may go and dwell. And he said, Go. And see, Elijah's just like Jesus. Come on, when you ask him for a place that you want a greater place to live, come on, you want to live in an expanded place. He wants to do that for you. Let me say this, ready? That as we grow in our gifts and our callings and our businesses grow, as, as, my, as a business grows, as a ministry goes, as your life grows, as you go after those things and believe God, and, and not, not with ambition, come on, 
healthy, pure, holy. Come on, you're living as the king. You're living in the kingdom. Your life is full of the king, and you're living in not a place of ambition, but you're living in a place of expectation that God's going to move and move into the things that He's you ask Him for, and all of a sudden they begin to manifest in your life. I believe that. I totally believe that with all my heart. That when he's when you ask him for things, he begins to bring them to you because he answers prayers. How many believe he answers prayers in the room? I'm just checking. Okay, so the Holy Spirit wants to do that, right? And so is this this is the same, right? They were in a place, the school of the prophets wasn't big enough. So now we need to go to a place, we need to grow bigger and wider. And this isn't about vision for kingdom awakening ministries, although it can be. But the Holy Spirit wants this to be vision for your own life. That when God wants to bring something to you, he has to stretch you. And see, he can't live in the place that you're right now. He can't. If I don't, listen, if I don't have any expectation that something's going to happen when I go to work, like something's going to get done, or, or when I go to church, come on, nothing. Well, we just, we've been there before. We've been to KA 15,000 times. Nothing happens anything anymore. Come on. Because we get familiar with God. We get very familiar with, the, with what's going to happen in our lives, and we don't expect anything to shift, change, or move. And so sometimes this is what happens. This is how we become in a place of frustration. This is how we become discontent. And, you know, some frustration doesn't come from the devil. It's just in us, right? It's just in us. And some of the things that we, we can't grab hold of is because we're unsatisfied. And you know what? Sometimes that's from the Holy Spirit. And so God's saying this, grab hold of where you're at, understand where you're at, and I'm coming to that place to meet you. Can we believe for that? That God would just come to the place where we are. I don't have to run to whatever. I'm, listen, I'm not saying, you can go to revival meetings, I go. Come on, I go where I can go. I'm saying this, we just, and we can chase the glory. I love the glory, and I'll chase the glory to the end of the earth. I'll chase God everywhere. Everywhere he is, I will be. And it doesn't have to be in one little package. But I'm saying for our lives, for in general, like God wants to grow you in something, and it could be anything. It can be your job, it can be your profession, it can be in a talent, but we've got to stretch out of the place that we're comfortable. Because what happens is we get comfortable in areas and we don't want to grow out of that place. He wants to transform things in our family, and we're used to just things to be in certain ways, and you can't change that way, because if you change that way, you mess with my house. But God's saying, I want to grow you into a different place. I want to grow you in love. Come on, if I want to grow you in love, in this amazing love that God has, he's got to do some things, and he's got to do it all across the board. He's going to do it in your business. He's going to do it in your family. He's going to do it in your, come on, your God place. And it should start out of the secret place with God, right? It should start out of that place where you go to the Lord and you ask him, God, I just want something to really be deposited in my life. And so here's what I'm believing for, A, B, C, D. But most of the time, ready? Here's how the Lord wants to speak. I love soaking. That's usually my prayer. I pray and I soak. And then if I think of something, I ask him. But on my drive, like I drive, I drive in the truck and I'll talk to the Lord. Like, Lord, I need this. And these things are going on. But if I go into the secret place, help me. If I go into the secret place, I don't go with an agenda usually. And God wants to bring us to a place where we know the place of soaking and we know the other place. We, it was prayed in the back room. We're supposed to go to the Lord with all types of prayer and petition. What does that look like? I go to him with the prayer of faith. I go, with, go to him with the time of soaking because I love soaking. The problem is we come into worship and we soak and we don't move the room. <laughs> come on. Tonight was great, right? The prayer, we prayed it in the back. God, just let it don't be work. Let us just phew, right in. And it's good because we cultivate an atmosphere here so that people can come in and receive something. And come on, it won't be work, but some, sometimes, come on, sometimes we got stuff going on in our heads, and the Lord's trying to take care of that, and we're fighting that and wrestling that down. But the Lord is going to bring us into this place where we come expecting. There's an expectancy. 
Doesn't matter if you've been in with the same folks for 25 years, come on, or 50 years, that a miracle can take place anywhere, anytime, any place, because it's what God does. It's not who you're with. Come on, it's what God does. And if God's in the person next to you, then God can move in that person next to you and through you and through the next person. And we can believe God to shift and move things just because we're believing God and have an expectation that he's going to come and invade at any time. Come on, surprise, God's here. So he wants to lengthen. He wants us to stretch. He wants our arms to go longer. He wants us to touch other people around us. He doesn't want us to live in this place of smallness. And what happens is when we're comfortable, we're small. I don't care how big it is, because it can grow big and still be small. Are you hearing me? It can go big and it's still you only got those people around you. You're comfortable with how God operates this way. The business is doing all right. So why do we have to change anything? You know what I'm saying? You know, life in the Millam household is great. We don't have to change nothing. No, God's saying, I'm calling you to do something fresh and believe God for something greater and wider. And it's when you let God come into those places and just expand you and don't worry about what he may call you to do. right? Because he wants to call you into a greater place. He wants you to move you beyond what your normal life looks like. And I'm not talking about grabbing and praying for every single person you see, because you can get comfortable with that, and that works. But maybe God said, wait, I'm going to pinpoint that one, or just be here. You don't have to say nothing. The glory's all around you. People are going to start to get touched. People are going to start to get moved by the presence of God that's all around you. Right? And so we need to believe for these things, right? I, we were talking last week about the stamping of his presence, right? The stamping of his image on us. That I would look just like him. That I wouldn't look like anyone else. But my image would be that which reflects the Father, right? And so we want to... <clears throat> We want to lengthen. We want to extend ourselves beyond our expected ability. We've expected certain things from ourselves, and God wants to move you beyond that, right? And he wants you to reach your goal and expected end. And then from there, he's going to change it. Guess what? You get there, he's going to change it to another goal and to a greater place and a wider place. He's going to do it, I promise you. So don't settle, right? And strengthen yourself, strengthen your stakes. It means this. It, we're talking about, we're speaking about anchoring ourselves in a secure foundation. And what does that look like? You know, I talk a lot about revelation. I like revelating. It's part of my soaking, right? I get to revelate and soak. And I get to believe God and I get to see stuff, right? Because the Holy Spirit wants to, you to see just like Jesus saw, it's not weird, it's what Jesus did. Right? It's not weird, Jesus did it. He saw what the Father did and he did it. And crazy stuff would happen. I can give you a scripture, John five nineteen. Look at it later. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. Different chapter, different verse, different book. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. What is that? It's the promise that God never changes. And God is always good. And he's amazing. And he absolutely wants to rock your life. And so this is the truth that you have to be anchored in, right? Is that God wants something awesome for your entire life, your, your family, your business, whatever you choose to do, he's going to do it, and he's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. How many believe he wants to bless you? The blessing of the Lord, it's going to bless you. And so he's calling us, the Holy Spirit is calling us to transition and move from the things that we desire to manifest in our lives. 
and knowing that it's his plan, right? He's going to speak some things to us, and as we declare it, and we ask it, and we believe for it, we know what? He put it in our hearts. So, ready? I'm living a life that's holy, pure, righteous. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus, right? My life is out of the fullness of what God did, right? It's about the cross. It's about the finished work of Christ. That I live in this place that he has totally, radically changed my life. I'm a new creation, and I, I live out of that place now, right? So I don't have to back it up with, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this. No, I'm coming to the Lord with a pure and holy heart. And what I want I'm, I'm going to ask him to do things that I have not received yet, right? With all kinds of prayer and petition. But sometimes we think that when we go to God, it's work. Now it's not work. Come on, he wants to release to us what he is. And he doesn't want us to observe these things from afar off, right? Although faith and patience, we receive the promise. That's what the Bible says. Hebrew says that. Through faith and patience. And so the declaration of the Lord over your life is this, that he's gonna, it's time for you to cross over. So you're not going to be settling in the place where you're comfortable, where everything's okay, and, I, you know, sarah, sarah. And I'm, I'm not saying we don't be content. Come on, because Paul says be content in all things, and I'm content. But I just have this thing that does not shut off in my spirit, man, that says, God, there's more of you, and I want more of you, and I want you to expand and touch everything that I believe you for, and I want you to come in, into my life and expand and grow and bring me to a place, right? So it is time to cross over. It's time to move over. I'm going to show you right now in Scripture, right? It's going to be a lot of 11s, so just get ready. It's just crazy. It just worked that way this week. It's kind of a trip. And then I'm watching the Patriots game. Thank God we're Patriots fans, right? Oh, my goodness. It's like Josiah said last night. He goes, you know, it's like a, it's like a happy story. You always know it's going to turn out good. You know? It's like the gospel. It's good news, you know? I know. I'm exaggerating. But I'm watching the game, and every time there was like a, a delay, it was like 111. 111. I'm like, what is up with the 11s and the ones? And I'm telling you, and after I was seeing it all week, it was a trip. So I'm like, God, what is this? And then so I start looking in Scripture. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. This is crazy. Come on, God's in numbers. He named the book Numbers. Come on. So it is time to cross over. And oh. God always wants to follow through with the things that he spoke to us, doesn't he? You believe that? I'll just start with Luke 11, 11. It says this, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, you will give him a, a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? No. See, it's, my, it's the father's desire that he gives you the kingdom, right? So what is it about the gospel? It's good news. Come on, man. It's good. It's the goodness of God. That's why Jesus came. It was, it was the goodness of the Father that released the, him to the earth and that he would die and be crucified for us and that he would rise again on the third day. It's good news. It's not a moratorium. Come on, it's not sad. If he didn't die, I wouldn't be here, cleansed by the blood, filled with the Holy Ghost, moving in the Spirit, living life, come on, in a blessing. A blessed life. You live a blessed life. No matter what's going on, you live a blessed life today. Right? So he wants to give us, as a heavenly, good heavenly father, he wants to give us what we ask. If we ask for something, he doesn't give us the opposite. No. Come on, if I'm asking him for healing, come on, sometimes it doesn't manifest right away, but he's going to give us healing. Amen? Don't let circumstances dictate your theology. All right. And then the Lord brought me to Joshua 1, 10, 1, 10 and 11. It's really 11. It says, Then Joshua commanded all the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp, and command the people, saying, Prepare 
provisions for yourselves. For within three days you will cross over this Jordan and go into the land which the Lord God is giving you to possess. Now don't you want to possess that which he's already giving you? Here's what we don't understand. That God has already prepared things ahead of time. That he's prepared to give us, right? I believe what I saw was true. When I'm writing the last week, the smoke's coming off my paper. I believe that's true. Why? I don't know. He just likes doing that stuff. Right? But the power and the presence of God was in my journal. And I get to see something supernatural. Why? I don't care. But I know he's with me. And I know he's my father. And he wants to show me things because he loves me and he wants me to experience him. How many know he wants you to experience him? He wants you to experience the word, the living word in your life in such a way that you don't, come on, it just builds faith in your life. Like if I experience the presence and the power of God, come on, you see miracles? That's just one little thing. It's just being with him in such a way that when he begins to speak, he said, I'm going to take you over from here to here. Let's go. And can we believe that he has a better place to bring you? So we prepare provision for ourselves. That's because I'm, I'm, I, he said this, I'm about ready to blow the mind of the church. I believe that. He's about ready to blow our minds. Because we have such narrow thinking about who he is and what he does. Well, everything he does is in the word. Yes, I know. I know. I don't. <laughs> but I know this, that he wants to blow your mind. He wants to bring to you a fresh revelation of who he is. And not because just, it's because he wants to take you somewhere. Do you hear me? And so Deuteronomy 1, 10, and 11. The Lord your God has multiplied you. And here you are today as the stars of heaven in the multitude. 11, may the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times more numerous than you are and bless you as he's promised you. Did you hear that? So what did he say? Jesus said this. He said, as you sow, oh, I'll get there. Let me back up. Deuteronomy 11, 10. For the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a garden, as a vegetable garden, right? But the land which you cross over to possess, cross over to possess is the land of hills and valleys, which drinks water from the rain of heaven. Did you hear that? Drinks water from the rain of heaven, a land which the Lord your God cares. And the eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. So it says this, don't put a limit on what God's saying. Are you hearing me? What did Jesus teach us? Jesus taught us this. He taught us verse, verse 10, right? That if we go, that if a sower, sower goes and he starts sowing seed, All of a sudden, things start happening, right? But it's about putting it on good, good soil. And it's good seed on good soil. And so we want to believe for that, right? But here's the thing. He said it comes up 30, 60, 100. I'm going to show you exponential right now. Here's what God just told us in the book of the law. In the law. Oh, my goodness. He says that you're going to be a 1,000 times. Come on, that's exponential. That's just growth beyond what we can think. If you take everything that you've done in your life and you add 1,000 to it, there's an increase on it. That you think you're going to do in 50 years or 20 years or whatever that is? No, God wants to put upon us now. He wants to put upon us now the ability to do exponentially what he calls us to. And I'm talking, this is about the supernatural in everything, every part of your life. This is God's supernatural hand on every part of your life. Are you hearing me? 
that it increases exponentially, that you get, a, come on, that God releases a thousand times a blessing on the land. And he says this, that he water, come on, what did it say? It says, which drinks the water from the rain of heaven. And that's what I saw last week. I saw the Lord just giving himself to the land, and he laid in the land, and it splashed, and it was the wells of awakening and revival that, is, that are in New England, and it began to well up and splash up all over the place. It was the wells of revival. That means what? His eye is on the land. His care is on the land. He's looking, watching, looking at the, at the, at the words, at the things that he's spoken. Why? His eyes are on it because he cares for it. And so everything that he, let's just put it right here. Come on, the water that he's put over you, the life that he's put over you, the things that he's released to you, he's, gonna, he's watching over those things. I can prove it to you. Ready? Jeremiah 111. Said the, Lord, the word of the Lord came. So what do you see, Jeremiah? Oh, I see. Jeremiah's seeing again. Come on, it's a good thing. He said, I see an, a rod of an almond tree. And then he said to me, you have seen well. I'm watching over my word to perform it. What's, what's with the almond tree? What's with the rod of almonds, right? And I, and I was looking this up. And what it speaks of, it speaks of awakening. It speaks of God's release of awakening. It speaks of a, of a life. It's the first tree to awaken in the winter sleep. It's the first tree. It was actually used in the... In the um, tabernacle. It was all the decoration. It was all over the place. It was the almond rod that was budding flowers with gold. And it was holding the oil. Why did he see the almond rod? Because it speaks of fruitfulness and authority. Are you with me? And it's symbolic, right? It said that Aaron's rod, which was the branch of the almond tree, it said it budded and flowered and produced almonds overnight. What does that mean? Accelerated. It's accelerated fruit. It's accelerated growth. And you got to believe God. Listen, right now, right, to, right here, right now, right tonight, right? This rod was used to perform signs, wonders, and miracles. It was a sign of accelerated fruit and authority. And God wants to release that over our lives in this place tonight. Don't you know that? And so God's watching over his word. It says this, that he's watching over his word. He said the same thing in Deuteronomy 10 or Deuteronomy 11. He said, I am watching over my word. I'm watching over what I already did. I'm watching over the things that I've released over the land, over your life. You are the land. Where did he create Adam out of? The earth. Come on, you were created from dust. And what's the water? The water is the Spirit. And I'm telling you, when I saw the Holy Spirit just release something fresh over the whole region, I saw this, this, this word. It was the awakening of, of the wells. And it's something that's gone breach. And so what is that saying to us, everyone in this room? It's saying God is wanting to awaken something inside of you right now. Right now, not tomorrow, do you have expectancy for that? Are you believing him for that? Can you hear from him for that? What is he releasing to you now? It's an awakened life where we don't live out of a place of, come on, limitation, but all those things have been broken off. And so God is watching over his word to perform it. And no force, no nothing on the earth. Come on, can stop that. And so the land and you, come on, you're drinking heaven's rain. And you can expect a thousandfold harvest over your life. Someone agreeing with me? What's happening in here? So the Holy Spirit wants to release something great over you. And so I just, you know, if we diligently obey, right? Joshua said this. In order to cross over, I want you to meditate. 
I want you to soak in the word. I want you to soak in the water of what I'm doing. I want you to soak in that word that I give you. And I want it to be released over the whole entire, everything that you're about to do. And so we walk in that place right now that God's bringing us over. He said the same thing to Elisha. How many remember the story? He's waiting for a mantle. Elijah's like, I'm, I'm going. He saw, he saw, he knew that a whirlwind was coming to take him away. And Elijah, Elisha chased him. He said, no, no, don't go. Don't go. He was about to receive a double portion for himself. And so here it was. It says in 2 Kings, verse 2, 14, it says, then he took the mantle that had fallen from Elijah. Remember that? Come on, the story was this, that Elijah was going, and he said, no, no, wait. Just stay there. You don't need to come with me. And I don't know what was up with that. But he was, he was, there was a testing in someone's heart. How bad did Elijah, Elisha really want the double portion? How, how bad did he really want the mantle? Remember I talked about mantles last week? See, because God is releasing mantles all over the place. The question is, who's hungry enough to grab one? Who wants one? And what do you want it for? See, if I take a new mantle on my life, if you take a new mantle on your life, you know what you have to do? Be ready to be stretched. Because if you haven't even grown into the one that you've been given, then you can't go to the next one, right? So God wants to put something on the church, on the body, something fresh, something new, something beyond our wildest dreams. And he wants to move us from that glory to the next glory. But he said this. He said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? He received the mantle, and he said, let's test it out. And then he struck the water, and the water was divided, and he went and he crossed over. Where was that? Oh, that was at the Jordan. Prepare for yourself provision. Because God wants to take you over. He wants you to cross over. He wants you to cross from the place where you've been living in the place where Egypt still dwells. Come on. What is Egypt? What is Egypt even symbolic of? Egypt is symbolic of the old life in the world. Come on. All the, all the stuff, all the fleshly stuff. And God wants to bring you from that place to the new place. And how do you get there? You just got to be hungry enough to walk. Elisha, what did he do? From the day that he threw his mantle on him, he did what? He took everything he had and he put it and he made it a sacrifice to God. And how, how many of us do that? I'm not saying you have to burn your business. That's not what I'm saying tonight. What I am saying is there is a sacrifice, right? Remember the price tags that were on the mantle? Some of y'all missed it. No, there was a price tag. I saw it in the vision. I saw the vision, and, and there, was, there was a price tag on the mantle, and it was Mark chapter 10, all of it. And everyone's looking, what does that mean? It's not just the signs and wonders, right? Because Mark 10 talks about living a life that we, come on, we raise the dead. We freely receive and we freely give the anointing. But then it goes on to say, you know, you got to leave everything. And, you, and when people persecute you, you got to not worry about it. And if people persecute you, you just keep, come on, shake the dust from your shoes and go on to the next place. Sometimes you just got to do that. But there's something that the Lord wants to release on you tonight. And that's the ability and the hope to believe that God wants to bring you over that place and move you to it. I don't know who wants to cross over tonight, but I do. I'm just talking to Mount Rushmore tonight. I don't know what's going on. It's funny. It is funny. I have to laugh sometimes if I don't laugh. 
you'll cry. So I'm telling you right now tonight that God wants to move us from the place where we've been limited to a place of expansion a thousandfold. Well, Miles, you may be thinking, you may be shooting for the moon and you are shooting for the stars and I'll land on the moon. No, I'm believing God is going to bring us to a place. I'll cross over. Come on, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going, I'm believing. I'm believing God's going to bring me there. Are you believing God's going to bring you there? Because if I don't have faith in the room, ain't no one going. I'll go by myself. She's coming with me and the rest of my family. But I'm telling you, this is the word for you this year. This is the word for you in this next season. This is the word for you to grab hold of, that God doesn't want you to be limited in what you're thinking. He doesn't want you to be limited in anything. There's not, there's, God wants to release and break off anything you've been thinking that is holding you back. Amen? Amen. Stand. I'm just going to call this thing out, right? <laughs> You're like, what is he calling out? How <laughs> to roll up my sleeves. Remember last week I said I felt like kicking something? Well, it ran away when I said that. So tonight it didn't. It just kind of lingered around. And what happens is this. Listen, guys. Sometimes when you preach the word, you feel like, a, and I don't go by feelings all the time. Come on. But I know the reality of the spiritual, of what goes on in the spirit, right? So I'm just going to give a little explanation. What happens is people's minds and hearts are like either, see the sleepy thing came on some folks, and I know it was a little warm because I started sweating, and that's, that's not good. But here's the thing. Sometimes you can just feel resistance in the room. And it's nothing that you guys are doing. Honestly, I know it. It's a spiritual atmosphere. And it's because the enemy doesn't want people to go. He doesn't want you to cross over. You hear me? This isn't just a hype talk, pep talk thing. It's, this is not. This is the reality. I know what I received last week, and I know what I received this week. And sometimes it's just like, yeah, good. And we just go by. But I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit wants you to cross over. You can't stay in the place that you've been. And again, I don't want to sit here for another five minutes and talk you into it. But I'm just going to take authority over something in the room, okay? Okay. So just go with me, right? Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for the goodness of God in the land of the living tonight. I just thank you for who you are. And, and any spiritual entity, anything in the spirit that's coming against the people of God, the children of God tonight, we just take authority over right now. We take authority, complete authority. I don't have to scream at you. I don't have to do nothing because you're under the blood of Jesus right now. And so I just command you to just get off anyone's mind and go. You can just go out of the room. You can just go right out of the room right now. I should have done it earlier. But Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you're going to re release a rest upon people tonight. That we're going to receive something fresh from you even right now in, the, in these moments. you're going to break off of everyone in this room, any lethargy, any lethargic spirit that we think we can't do it or it's just another, you know, pump us up message. No. 
We just break that now. And Lord, I ask that, Father, everyone in this room wouldn't be resisted by something that's not up there, that didn't come from themselves. And so, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you've made a way, that you made a way in a desert for us, that you brought up springs, and that you want us to live in that land. You want us to live in that land that your eyes on, that's already set apart for us, that you're just waiting for us to step into. And so I pray right now that you release a grace upon every person's heart to grab hold and step in. Lord, we prepare the way. Lord, we lengthen and we strengthen and we just strengthen our cords and we strengthen the ability to carry what you're about to give to us right now in the Holy Spirit. And Lord, you've called people to grow businesses. You've called people to to step into, into creative things that they don't even know about and they can't even see because they can't move themselves aside. And Lord, I just declare right now that we move ourselves aside. That our faces would be turned to you and that the glory of the Lord would come upon each one of us right now. And there would be no resistance. There'd be no pushback. There'd be no, I'd rather be someplace else doing something else. Because all we have is you. So we declare over every person here that they'd walk in this place, that they'd find what you're speaking to them, and they'd petition you for it. Lord, we thank you for the precious Holy Spirit that empowers us, that sets a grace upon us to run, to run through the waters, to run through the places, to move to the next level. Lord, you want to bring the church higher. You're just waiting for us. It's already prepared. And so we break every poverty mindset. We break all lower thinking. And Lord, we ask that the mind of Christ be inside of every one of us right now. And Lord, we transition into the new place. Let there be no resistance. In Jesus' name.